you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. So we've previously talked about the systems development lifecycle and all the different ways and models that uh, can be used. So today we're going to be talking about another method, which is called the dynamic system development method or DSDM. And this is really iterative and this is uh, also incremental. And there's a lot of like high level user input and involvement. So it's really good to know this one as well, in addition to the previous ones that we talked about. So in the DSDM, there's actually three different phases. There's the pre-project phase, there's the project life cycle, and then there's the post-project. So pre-project is, you know, obviously it's before the project. This is when there's a buy-in or commitment that is established and the funding for the project is secured. So this is when you kind of like identify the stakeholders, uh, which includes like an administration or even the end users. And then this is where you try to gain support for the project. So that's the pre-project phase in the DSDM method. So in the second phase, this is the important one. This is the really long one. It's the project lifecycle. So there's five different steps in this type of method. There's feasibility, there's business studies, there's functional model iteration, there's design and build iteration, and then there's implementation. So step one and two are the feasibility and business studies. This is when the team kind of determines whether the project will actually meet what the business or the operation needs. And this is also where you kind of identify if there's any risk or potential problems that will occur with the project. So, you know, in step one, the deliverables are basically the reports, you know, the project plan and the the risk log. And then once it's uh, feasible, then the business study step two, that's when it begins. And that's when you have like uh, looking into processes stakeholders and what the needs are and again this is really important to secure project buy-in and stakeholder buy-in because you really need to have everyone to buy in for the project to be a success so one of the things too that uh, they kind of use it's called the moscow approach it's interesting acronym so the acronym stands for must have should have could have would have and uh, this is going through you know the must-have requirements are needed to meet the actual business needs they are needed they're critical for the success of the project The should have are things that are, you know, they're great if you have it, but the success of the project is not highly dependent on these things. And then the could have are, you know, another level down and then the would have are another level down. So these kind of things are, you know, you may be looking at it in future implementations or future iterations, but they're not critical to the absolute success of it. And this kind of approach is used to prioritize requirements in each of the sections. Now, there's also another uh, thing that people use. It's called the 80-20 rule um, or the Pareto principle. That can be applied to nearly everything. It's like basically saying that 80% of the project comes from 20% of the system requirements. Therefore, 20% of the system requirements must be crucial requirements to those with highest priority. One of the you know other things that you can consider is the pancake principle. So the first pancake is not uh, going to be as good as the rest. And one should know that the first thing that you make is not going to be perfect. And that's why it's extremely important to identify things that are must-have versus should-have. Now, the third step of the project lifecycle is known as the functional model iteration. And in here, what you're aiming to have is the functional model and the prototype 
ready for testing. So this could take several iterations to make and then uh, develop and also incorporate the user's input. And at this point, you also have some kind of, uh, you know, risk logs and uh, list requirements that are re-examined and uh, re-examined again and again and adjusted. So the design and build iteration step focuses on iterating the functional components and identifying the non-functional requirements that need to be uh, tested in the system. And, you know, the final phase is the implementation, which is bringing this system live with the documentation, training the users, and all of that so that now this thing is a, a live thing to go with. And one thing to note, too, is that even though it has gone live, it doesn't mean that it's over. If there are things that are being revealed that are problematic, there may be, uh, you know, steps that you need to go back on to kind of fix or iterate on the project to make it better. So now that the project is live, the final phase is called post-project. So in this phase, the team verifies that the system is functioning properly. Once it's verified, once everything is good to go, then you start with a maintenance schedule. And because DSDM is iterative, this post-project phase is kind of seemed like, you know, ongoing development and any of the uh, deliverables can be refined and added and subtracted and modified. So this makes the DSDM a very iterative approach uh, to systems development. All right, so hopefully that gave you a kind of really high-level overview on what that is. Um, next time, we're going to be talking about maybe some computer-aided software engineering and other things like open source software and free software and things like that. And also one of the future episodes, I'm actually going to be talking about interoperability and how that relates to the systems development lifecycle. And uh, that's really important because interoperability is pretty much everything. So we're going to be going over that. And I'm kind of excited about, you know, getting into more detail about that. Right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy and me and remember technology is a tool patient care is the goal